Salcon? Yeah. What is that? Suck on these nuts! Oh fucking god! god! Holy shit! Fucking god! Oh my god! I'm gonna have oh to fucking god. remove this from the show. We fucking got him. I thought that was the best intro that it could possibly have been. Oh my god! Somebody got me with another one literally yesterday too. It was like Ligma or something? No, it was like all the oh the Sagandis. No, no, no! Oh no, no! I got I got my friend because I was like, um. No, like, uh, somebody was asking where, like, I was going on vacation. I was like, oh, Aldi's. And oh. like, Aldi's? Aldi's nuts? Fucking got him. <laughs> I did one with uh, my buddy, because, uh, was it? I think it's Yemen, Yemen who has that uh, famine. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, it's affecting the Yemen people and the Sagandis people. <laughs> He's like, Sagandis? <laughs> I never heard of that. I'm like, ah, Sagandis nuts. Fucking <laughs> It's disgusting. <laughs> Um, okay, everyone, welcome to this. Jesus. Um, yeah. All right, welcome to uh, Game Busters. We're back again. They thought they could cancel us, but obviously we're, we made it back. Um, so, yeah, we are doing um, just a, an update. Yeah, we are doing video games and musicals still, but our guest was um, in a uh, car accident. They're doing okay, so don't worry about that. But we had to delay that a week. So... Um, we are just uh, jumping back in with an emergency episode that I planned, um, and we're going to talk about Mass Effect 2. So um, I still see people playing the Legendary Edition right now because it's 700 hours long to play the whole trilogy, so that makes sense. 700? Um, yeah, that's about right. My um, God. So Rhi is actually out as well right now. Um, I, I think she was also injured in some way. She like, was she riding with this person, or is this a separate accident? No, this is separate. This is a separate incident. She's fine, also, so she'll be back next week too. But what is it with me? Like, uh, I was here for the near podcast, and I think Re was like sick during that. Yeah, you're never gonna fuck? get to meet her. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm joined by um my friends Matt. Hey. And uh, Kyle. Hey, it's me hey. again. Yeah, you know Kyle. Kyle's been here <laughs> yeah. many times. It's been um, it's been so long. I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh, I I usually keep them crossed like across my chest and like clutch my hands together. Like I'm like poor okay. and like on you know like I'm a Victorian beggar. I might try that. Please, sir. May I have some more? Just a little bit. Just a bit more podcast. A smidgen. Um, yeah. So we're gonna um continue on with our our kind of change in format and uh just talk about first what are we playing this week? So um Matt, why don't you kick us off? What you playing right now? Oh, I'm actually playing the um The Witcher Three right now. Pretty good game. I mm-hmm. like it. Uh. Was it? I got recommended by many people to play this because it's been on my list and just sitting on installed in Steam. Like uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure most people who like care enough about video games to listen to a podcast about them have played The Witcher Three. Honestly, yeah, it's a great game. Honestly, I am um, maybe Act. I ended up looking it up online because uh, I'm grinding for achievements too. So I'm in Act Three uh, without giving spoilers, and I'm playing through the Hearts of Stone expansion right now. Good, good. good. Uh, good game. Yeah, I'll say good game. Good. Game. S. It has a really good ending, honestly. Like I, I would, I would say it's. A, I would, I would probably qualify it as great. I just like the combat. Really, just like I think it's kind of boring. And like, I don't know if you've also felt this, but like, literally, the most optimal thing to do in this game is to just power up the shield thing the whole way and then just spam it like all the time. And it's. Uh, I, I haven't know. done that, but I did found out. I'm. Let me check real quick how many hours I'm in. But I found out. I'm 72 hours in. Jesus, dude. Um, the potions and like the oils you can get, right? The bombs. Yeah. I yep. did not know they replenished every time you meditated. Yeah, yeah. So I've never used them, and I just found this out like two days ago. <laughs> I was playing. I only I found that out like way too long into it as well. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. man, I'll just make these, and then for the boss fight, I'll use them. Nice. But then I'm like, wait, <laughs> I could just use these all the time. Yeah. They recharge. Yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, nice, nice. Kyle, what you doing right now? Okay, well, uh, in comparison to Matt's hidden gem that he's playing, mm-hmm. I too mm-hmm. am playing a hidden gem. Um, and it is the uh, subject of this podcast, Mass Effect 2. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> that, that's a good <laughs> indie game. That's a good indie gem. Um, yeah, I know. I don't think you... anyone's ever heard of it, but it, it's a it's a pretty good one. So you are doing the Legendary Edition, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, okay. I'm like 30-ish hours in. Okay, how does how do you feel it compares to the original for you? Um, 
I mean, it it kind of just feels like a like a remaster, but uh, it it definitely runs a lot smoother than the originals did nice. on my computer. So is it running at like sixty FPS and everything? Yeah, That's so good. it's it's going pretty well. Um, and I've been having a pretty good time. I've been playing at a harder difficulty than I oh, originally did, so I'm I feel like in... I'm accomplishing something right now. Are you doing the insanity playthrough or what? No, I'm just doing hardcore. Okay. Uh, usually, I just play on like the normal difficulty, but uh, I felt like that would feel kind of played out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I am playing the much superior remaster right now, uh, near replicant. I'm just about finished with it. Um, mm. If I wasn't, you know what? No, I'm still gonna do it. I've probably like I'm I'm just at the end of playthrough C, and um, D and E are apparently both take like an hour each to do. So then I'll be done. So I'm I'm gonna finish this fucking tonight. I'm gonna do it. Is this um, supposed to be like an epilogue kind of thing for D and E or E? E is for epilogue. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Is that like e official for... from the devs? Yeah, yeah. E is E is the epilogue that is the true ending. So like it's a it's really different than Automata actually because in Automata like A and B are the same and then C is chronologically after that and D is after that and E is after that, but. For this game, they're all the same exact ending, but things just play out differently each time. But then mm. e-, e is like the true iteration of like what happened that leads into Automata, because like it's weird because like the first four endings are not canon. Like the world, the world that they create at the end of Rep- Replicant like doesn't make sense with Automata and like A through D, but like E E is the world in which that that happened if that makes sense so it's the good ending is what you're saying yeah it's it's the good ending yeah which i mean i guess automata is like a fucking desolate wasteland so that's the good ending <laughs> mm. um but sounds uh, like a good ending to me yeah it's a good it's a good time I fu- I fucking, d actually stands for d wrong ending <laughs> yeah c is for uh can't find the right ending b is for begin again because this yeah. is not the right ending and I think A is just again and like slamming yeah. your fist on the table. Um, so it's it's been really good. I love this game. I don't think I think that it's gonna fall like right below Automata for me, just because I think it is a lot less respectful of your time, even more so than Automata. Like it takes way longer to do these replays, and you have to do way more stuff over again. Um, I understand the concept of it though, and it's it's like a, I can see like the I can see why like people call it a masterpiece. Like it super is. Yeah. It just like it just dude, it's gonna take me like it's gonna line up at like fifty hours when I finish it. I think uh that's kind of the issue I had when I was playing Automata, because I'm I don't know, how long's been in the near episode? Like a month or two? Yeah, like a and, month or so. Nothing yeah, long. and uh I've still not finished the playthrough B. God because it's so long. I I don't think I'm gonna play a replicant just because of what yeah, you're it's, right it's now. longer and like I think that I would I, I think I like I said, Automata is kind of like the fixed version of this idea that Yoko Taro had for the first game, and like, dude, like it, it's beautiful though, and like I will say though, the characters in Replicant are like way more like lovable and endearing than the Automata ones. Like they stick with you a lot more. Like it's like a genuine like found family story, and it really hits you, you know. Yeah, but my waifu's not there, dude. There's a new waifu. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. How, how could you be disloyal? <laughs> um. There's a yeah, it's very good. So it's on my wish list. So someday um, I'll play. Just be if you if you're not fucking if you're not careful, I'll buy it for you. Yeah, get Justin (laughs) to buy it for you, like he did for me. (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's let's jump into it. So welcome to Bustums, everyone. We're getting into Mass Effect Two today. Um. (sighs) If you missed our earlier episode on, we did one on Mass Effect One a few months ago, and. I think just about one month ago, we did an episode on Mass Effect Andromeda. So make sure to check those out. We'll probably do one on Mass Effect 3 eventually, and you guys can come in here and bitch and moan like all the other fans, I'm guessing. Yeah, bis- oh, we don't get bitch. to bitch and moan today? Okay. You can. You can do I'm some preliminary bitching. Oh, okay. We are not the boys. We are the gentlemen. I, I'll, I'll try not to bitch about Mass Effect 3 today. Okay. Very good. <laughs> it uh, Kyle's like that meme where the guy's like red face and vain. He's like, Kyle trying to stop bitching about Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Yeah, I uh okay, so let's uh let's jump into it. So obviously Mass Effect 2 developed by our friends at BioWare um was directed by Casey Hudson who directed the first game. Um and uh so one thing to note is that um for Mass Effect 1 if you missed our episode on that, they used the Unreal Engine 3, but they built like a proprietary framework for it that was going to be used for Mass Effect and that took like a year of development time. So 
doing that earlier meant that like when they started on mass effect 2 it took a lot less time and was a lot easier to program a lot of this stuff Mm. um so they said their their main goal was to create an experience that was less about being a game and more about being an experience how do you feel it's definitely a good experience like uh i enjoyed i played briefly mass effect 1 and uh i played probably 2 and 3 a lot i think 2 i invested the most time in if you don't count um Three's multiplayer. Yeah. Then I think two's probably the most complete game, specifically because the ending was good. But we're not going to get into that. Like this is just a yeah, no, 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 no hard, no hard spoilers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. Do you do you guys feel like this is actually more of an experience than a game? Like they said they were going to do. Well, I don't know. Or, or or is that just a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> I think that might be a bunch of bullshit but just because like they added the like the combat felt way more like a game in this one than in the first one to me sure Uh, because you're just like running around oh i gotta take cover here i gotta wait for my shields to come back okay let me just sit here okay they're back now i'm attacking again oh shields are gone again i gotta take cover again like i think the the combat felt a lot more gamey in this one okay i think uh yeah go ahead Oh, I was going to say, like, yeah, it seems like they 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 did a lot of fine tuning on the combat. And I've heard that they like were um, I so I uh, let me first disclose. I've played the first like six or seven hours of Mass Effect one. And that's on my whole experience with this series. Um, Fair. I did not enjoy the combat a lot in that one. This one is significantly different. I've heard. Did you drive the Mako in Mass Effect? Uh, that 1? is, it's weird. That's exactly when I stopped playing. Okay, <laughs> I'm like that's a rough part. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah, I am gonna do the remaster probably later this year though, and uh, I've I've heard the Mako's a little better, like enough to get through. But uh, yeah, yeah, and the and the combat feels a lot more smoother in the in the remake. So okay, um, yeah. So uh, Casey Hudson have a quote here from him uh, again, the director. The funny thing is that people will say, other than gathering your crew and building your team and getting ready for the mission, there's not much story there. But that is the story. I think the crux of it is that, um, at least for me, the way I get invested in game is like, do I give a shit about these people I'm playing as? And the fact that they invest in the character, they have their own mini arcs, their own like story things, you have to get to get their loyalty up. Right. I think that's what people like the most. You're like, okay, I care about these characters and what happens to them. It could be like some JRPG bullshit where it's like, oh, I'm killing slugs, and then let's fight God at the end. What that JRPG be the are you killing slugs in? Uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably there. I, I don't know about I know I don't know enough about Final Fantasy to know if that's right, but it doesn't sound right. Take it as fact. <laughs> you fight slimes. Slimes are yeah. Sli- I know slimes, slimes sound more appropriate. Yeah, I think I, yeah, those are in there. I I wonder if there are like like giant enemy slug or something like that oh i mean i'm interested in the in the big slug continue i don't think so but yeah yeah it's like it could be some wild stupid plot but people will remember characters right yeah you're gonna play a game be like kyle who did you romance um in this run through yes um or whatever it doesn't matter well, this run through was the first time I ever romanced Liara, so I'm just sort of continuing that in Mass Effect Two. Okay, are you going to carry that into a three? Yeah, just to see where it goes. Although yeah. I'm, I'm kind of regretting it now because she feels kind of plain to me. Well, so far, what did you but, go for, uh, Miranda? I think the first time I played it, yeah. Is it because it's of the ass effect? It's the ass effect, yeah. <laughs> I think I so, think that was the ass effect. In that <laughs> game. Um, so Li, Li, uh, Liara is the blue one, right? Yeah, yeah, she's the with like the tentacles on her head. Yeah, I love. Well, that I don't shit. know about tentacles; they're like grooves. <laughs> that sounds like somebody who likes tentacles would say that. <laughs> yeah, guys, I promise it's not. I promise tentacles. it's not tentacles. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll get to the romance <laughs> stuff later. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that a bit. Um, but yeah. I think that's part of it. Like, uh, you, you get attached to these characters. Like, when you see Garrus in two and three, you're like, oh, "This is gonna be a bit spoilers." You meet Garrus in two, uh, you recruit him, and then in three, when you see him, he's like, "Oh shit, we gotta help the Turians at um, I think Palavin." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, oh shit, it's Garrus, my boy," and I said, "My boy," and I recruited him. <laughs> and uh, you know, you see Grunt in Mass Effect three, and he's like, "Oh, this is like my tank, Red Krogan." Spoilers, and uh, he's now heading his own battalion, essentially. 
you know, okay. or more more than sad times in Mass Effect Three, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so this was interesting. The the lead designer Christina Norman, she was talking about how like when they were making this, they were like, okay, we want to streamline and polish all the shooting stuff, and like we think that we went too heavy on it being an RPG in the first game. So their their plan was actually to separate the rpg part of the game from the shooting part of the game like they wanted mass effect 2 to be able to stand alone as like an adventure shooter but also stand alone as like an rpg with like the dialogue trees and all that shit and all, all the conversation and you know all statting out your stuff yeah. and the quests um so i was curious like her quote was like we wanted to take the rpg out of the shooter so like did you guys feel like they they did that or how do you, how do you what do you think yeah I think so, yeah. Like, they, they did kind of, uh, I don't want to say dumb down the RPG side of it, but uh, they definitely took a lot of the RPG elements out of it in the second one. Yes. Some mm-hmm. games have those uh, aspects of RPG that it's like, man, why the hell is this even here? Like, oh, uh, yeah. Side I... tangent, Oblivion has that with the uh, bartering system, whatever the fuck, when you're talking to the guys. You have to see how they're feeling about you. I'm like, this is stupid. I think. Oh, entire, I don't want this. My my main example of that is a like God of War 2018. Like that did not need to have like the RPG skill trees and like enchanting weapons and like all that shit. Like, I I do think honestly, if it if it literally was just a case of like your axe just got like better and stronger like as you went through the game, like yeah, that game might be a perfect ten for me. But like the RPG stuff really ruined a lot of it. I agree. Yeah. With that. I mean, I mean, in Mass Effect Two, you have like, like uh, three or four skills that you can sort of level up, and you just have oh, to yeah, get yeah. you just have you just have to get enough points to level them up, and it it just feels kind of kind of forced feel like in there. Rewarding, yeah. I guess it, it, it's it's sort of forced. Like you you basically grow a level after every main mission, oh, and gotcha. it's just like okay, well, you could have just not included this and have my attacks like do more damage like slowly through the game or something or I don't yeah. know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think for like a person who's a completionist who does all the quests, it's not really. It's like oh, I was just paying the ass doing it, but uh, or I guess a min maxer would notice it more. But yeah. for a game like um Dark uh, Darksiders did it where in Darksiders one you literally just have what Kyle's describing. You literally get stronger and maybe there's like oh you could change your weapon and it gets like this little quirk. Yeah. In Darksiders two they fucking went full on RPG. There's a skill tree like gears yeah. of stats and I'm like man I hate this game now. <laughs> it it doesn't work for some stuff and like some stuff needs it and some stuff does not um, yeah. i mean I, I wouldn't say that it's distracting in mass effect 2 because it's, it's literally just okay i'm just going to put my points in this skill it's then, very simple and yeah and, and once you're done with it you don't have to think about it at all yeah okay nice so um they said they wanted to put an emphasis on real-time gameplay with like the weapons and cover so that they could like avoid constantly pausing combat um, because they yeah. felt like it really interrupted the flow in the first game, which I've heard from a lot of people. Um, <laughs> and so they wanted to, you know, change the UI to work for real-time combat. Um, have have either of y'all played um, Knights of the Old Republic at all? Yeah, I have. Kodor, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you can kind of see how, like, Mass Effect 1 and, like, KOTOR have, like, an almost similar, you know, sort of um, combat Vibe system. To them. Where, like, yeah. it's it's trapped somewhere in, like, a hell space halfway between, like, live combat and, like, turn-based. Yeah, yeah, it's very uh, it's, abrupt. Uh, it's like yeah, it's like dice rolling combat basically. Yeah, <laughs> except yeah. like real time ish dice rolling combat. Yeah. yeah, they do it behind the screens, kind of. Yeah, which I mean, I'm not. I personally am not a huge fan of. I know obviously a lot of people love Kotor and stuff like that, but um, I, I I've heard and I'm, I'll I'll see once I try it out. But I've heard that like the the combat in the second game, like it, it just feels a lot better and it feels like you're making more of an impact on like you know what's going on around you yeah well they, they just refined it a lot better in the second one yeah and so they also said they wanted to do the regenerating health for this game because like they said that the first game people like too many players were basically just like loading up on health kits and then like playing super erratically instead of intelligently and they wanted to avoid people doing that yeah i think I the era that. yeah i think mass effect one was made in a different era almost if you guys remember the original Halo, you had like health facts to regen your health mm-hmm. and shit like this instead of mm-hmm. automatic. And it's like old games where like doom you to find like health. I mean, this is still kind of a thing, but it's yeah. not as erroneous. I don't know if that's the right word. It's not as uh, pushed to the front. You're like, oh shit, I am dying. This is hard. I need this. Because then yeah. people will realize like, this game's too hard. I'm not fucking playing it. Right. And like, that's, I think that's a difference between like something like 
I think it works for something like Fallout because that is supposed to be a survival sort of experience. Yeah. yeah. And like something like this or like Halo is just like it's supposed to be like a shooter or like I mean you're spending uh, all your time just looking for health kits rather than yeah. like and enjoying like, the action d- or, or whatever. Right. Or in Mass and Effect, you're like commissioned by the fucking navy and they can't supply you with like healing. Come on. Come just on. Give me one. Just give me <laughs> yeah. one. Like, oh, we're we're running on like rags, even though yeah. the Normandy is supposed to be like some next level shit. The, and so, the way- so they change they change it up in Mass Effect two to where the like the health kits are if your party goes down, you can revive them with a health kit, which yeah. I think makes a lot more sense. Oh, that makes so sense much better. That. Yeah, yeah. I think you get like nine of them or something. You could like upgrade. I think you start them. off with four, but you can increase that as yeah. you play the game. So yeah, they worked pretty hard on the like inventory management stuff, and they said they spent like hun- like hundreds of man hours basically trying to get like the inventory stuff right, especially like because there was they said at the time there isn't there was no game that had a larger syst- like party system than this game. So they were kind of like breaching into new territory. Like they basically wanted to make it feel like you were uh, like an RP, like a tabletop RPG party, and you guys had like a shared inventory, and like could trade around stuff easily. Like basically, like maximize your your builds for everybody by having your teammates like all work together and like do what they were best at. But like, it, it was like something that not a lot of games had tried before. I think that's good. Like how they did the um, so, but they did a bit in three two where it's like you share guns once you unlock them basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's definitely better. Instead of like, oh, uh, I have my main party. Um, they have the best stuff, but then these shitters just clearly don't have armor. They don't have <laughs> healing. They don't have all these things. Like especially if you go into the last mission, like the uh, the final mission on Sandy. Yeah, you're just like, man, my guys are fine, but Grunt and Morden are dying out there. You know, <laughs> like that's probably I, not as fun. I will say the the thing that disappointed me switching from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 2 is that there's just a severe drop in the different guns that you can find. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it, it goes from like here's like dozens of these assault rifles that you can pick from mm-hmm. to I'm like, like 15 hours in and I have three. I saw yeah. that they had uh, 19 individual weapons throughout the whole game and then each of them could be slightly modified. Uh, yeah. There's like uh, was it? The, there's like the super weapons, like the cane, and some other stuff like that, like the mini nuke. Uh-huh. Um, there's the Avenger, the Matic. There's not a lot of variety, but I think, uh, and I think that makes it easier to find the most optimal gun. Yeah. Almost. Um, which I like personally, just because I want I enjoy Mass Effect for the story, like uh, we were talking about. Yeah, earlier. I mean, I true. Wanna... In the end, it's not like a huge deal. No, mm-hmm. that that there's not like a huge variety of guns, but it's it's cool to see, like especially when you're like, oh shit, this guy has like a slightly different gun, and it's very unique instead of very yeah. streamlined. Right. But you know, there's pros and cons. Yeah. So like, uh, what was like, oh yeah, I was looking at uh, that they were they have apparently in one of the builds of the game they had like the Mako 2.0 in Mass Effect 2, and like they apparently oh, worked they were working so hard to try to get it, and then they like they eventually just kind of had to give up and say like, we can't make this feel good. Like it's not working. And they had to remove it from the game. Okay. Well, thank goodness for that because it is a mess in the first. I game. hated the Mako. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting, like a cool idea, but man, it's, it's very jarring almost to go from, you know, squad tactical combat to fucking running around with a tank basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, in in the end, if if I had to pick, I would prefer that the squad combat feels as good as it does than have them actually fix the Mako. Yeah, if because you're ha- not in, you're really not in the Mako that much in the first game. No, except <laughs> if you're exploring unexplored planets, and then it's yeah. very tedious. Oh, thank God they changed <laughs> that in Mass Effect Two, man! Holy. Uh, so... Instead, in Mass Effect Two, you're stealing all of the resources from every single planet you find. Yeah, you're strip mining. <laughs> Interesting. Sending probes down. What, le- what lesson are we learning from this? <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> nice. My mission is important. Everyone else's lives are not. <laughs> it's like this poor, uh, like, planet of like Asari or something. I don't know. You're just like, yeah. Let me just like take every single p- bit of iridium and element zero on this planet it's for me. It's like, behold, the face of capitalism, and it's like Miranda's ass again. Uh, <laughs> that's that's capitalism to ass. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Um, 
Okay, so yeah, so like y'all probably know this that Mass Effect was written out as a trilogy from the very beginning. Like they wrote out the whole story at the beginning and then we're like, okay, we're going to divide this into thirds. Was it um, a book? It was not a book. No, I I don't I think they made They books they afterwards. made books after the first yeah. game, yeah. Ah, okay. But they they said the overarching story was originally written like like Lord of the Rings, you know, Lord of the Rings was written and outlined as one story and then Tolkien like split it up into thirds. Um, wasn't it six books or some nonsense? Actually, yeah, it wasn't even thirds. He split yeah. it up into something else, and I think just recently in history, like the publications turned it into three books. Yeah, yeah. Um, each each main book of Lord of the Rings is two books. Okay. Wasn't it like a part gotcha. one, part two in each. Book yeah, yeah. Um, and so Mass Effect Two was actually being developed alongside Mass Effect One, um, oh. for a little bit of time. They had a few months of overlap. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Um, the game was initially was uh, d- was announced by Microsoft as an Xbox exclusive. Come and get it. Fuck you guys on PlayStation. We got this good one here. Um, yeah. So Kyle, did I think I remember you saying like you got an X? Part of the reason you got an Xbox is is for this game. Or so- is that right? Um. Wait, it was a 360, right? 360. Yeah, yeah. 360. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I I had an original Xbox up till then, and it it wasn't until the first Mass Effect was, like, announced and I was, like, reading stuff about it that I was like, okay, I'll get a 360. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that did some... It did some good sales on there. Um, they said that they had one of the biggest launches ever for uh, for a Western RPG, if not the biggest at the time, and they shipped out and sold 2, mi- two million units on opening week. It was a f- fucking, like, massive blowout for a game like this. Yeah, I was a, one of those. There's a massive <laughs> effect, even. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was back when I actually pre-ordered things. Yeah, the good I, old days. Ig- yeah. Ignore the fact that I pre-ordered the Legendary Edition. I have like seven <laughs> games pre-ordered right now, and I don't know why. Um, so uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, like so, like I was saying, they built it on like Epic Games, uh, you know, Unreal Engine three, which but like on a, on their own framework that they developed for it, and so like development took like a lot less time. Um, so basically from the start of development on Mass Effect 2 to like shipping it out was exactly two years, um, which is pretty impressive for a game of this size. Um, yeah, they had about about like 150 people working on it total between Bioware and then EA Montreal, I think, uh, with support on this. Oh, yeah, EA was they did help. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good time to note that in between publishing Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2, EA bought BioWare in 2008. So this was BioWare's first project under, like, as being an EA studio, it was Mass Effect 2. Um, and obviously they really hit it out of the gate. And they, from what I can see, like, EA didn't really stick their head, poke their nose too much into, like, what they were doing and kind of was like, you guys really killed it on Mass Effect 1. Like, just do your thing and, you know, we're, everyone's going to like it and we're going to sell a lot. And it seems like that is what happened. And like, um, that's unfortunately like the same really can't be said for, for mass effect three. And, you know, and then especially Andromeda, like EA getting like more and more involved with the creative decisions about the game as time went on. I think three was a fine game. Like I wouldn't rag on it too. I think the ending was definitely disappointing. I think the ending is like the one thing that like really detracts from three for me. And I think it's just because Mass Effect's such a huge... It's a tri- giant trilogy, and you're ending it. So the ending has to be really good. And it wasn't And of course, endings are hard as fuck. Yeah. Ending, dude, endings are super hard. And, like, we... I think we... You really got to think about, like, how many games really have a great ending? You know, like, a lot of them do, sure. But, like, more often they don't. I would say a lot of endings... A lot of games have good endings. I wouldn't say that a lot of, en- of games have great endings. Yeah, like they're all like manageable. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. like, and I think like I would say like for me so far, like Near Automata is definitely my favorite ending of all time. But like that, that's just because it's such a weird and unique kind of ending too, you know. But like if it, if you're thinking about just like a traditional kind of story, I mean, like uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Which, it's I hard mean, to do them. Well, I mean, we're talking about endings, and Mass Effect 3's ending was super disappointing. Which I think part of the reason that it was super disappointing is just because the ending of Mass Effect 2 was, like, absolutely really perfect. <laughs> uh, I think okay, I gotcha. It, like, closed off most of the 
you know, you're like, oh, we finally stopped the Reapers, or the Collectors, I guess. Yeah, the Collectors. And then you're like, oh my god, this giant fucking humanoid Reaper-looking fuck. It was the cl- the cliffhanger. Like, I'm getting, like, chills just thinking about the cliffhanger yeah. right now. Because you're like, so, oh, we dealt with this big issue. There's something even Here's bigger. a worse issue. <laughs> yeah. Does that kind of feel like to you, like, how, like, Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy went? Like, you like the, the Empire Strikes Back, like, ending on the crazy cliffhanger with, like, Han and everything, and it's like, fuck, like, there's no hope for anything, but it's like, there's something on the horizon even bigger coming. Sort I, of think thing. I'm, I think so, yeah. I'm in the minority here. I fucking loved episode six. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, me too. Okay, episode six is my favorite the, of the. Is there an trilogy. issue with six? Well, like, what do a lot of people hate it? it? Like Return of the Jedi? Yeah, a lot of people yeah. hate it. Wait, why? They, they think it wasn't a good ending for some reason, it, and I they think, think it, it really ending. didn't like add anything to the trilogy or whatever. But I, I thought it was. I they loved did such it. a good job, like wrapping up literally everything that happened. I even I, love the Ewoks. I'm sorry, I love the Ewoks too. <laughs> I mean, I thought Empire was a better movie, but I think. That's fair. Jedi yeah. was fine. Like the thing yeah, is that like that. Empire Empire because it was already known to be like the second movie in a trilogy when they made it, like they knew this was not the end. Like they could afford to have like a crazy risky ending like that, you know? Yeah. I think that's the issue with like long running series. Like look at yeah. Game of Thrones. They fucking bombed the ending. Uh, and, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're not gonna get into that right can't. now. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Let's uh. We're gonna do Game do, of Thrones, the Telltale game. You so should do like a podcast, yeah, Telltale, and then just have an excuse to just shit on the show. Oh my god, we should like talk about Telltale for five minutes. Like, yeah, there's none of these choices matters. Like all Telltale games. By the way, Game of Thrones shit. Y'all, then, y'all know something interesting, and it's a little insight into my history is that I looked back on Steam a few weeks ago to what my first game was. Like, what was the reason that I downloaded Steam in 2014? Oh, that's right, it was Telltale's A Game of Thrones. I, man, that, I felt like it that was bad game, game fell off. Like, I don't, the it first, started off okay. Like the first two chapters or whatever were good, and then like it just fucking fell off so hard. I think the issue with it was um, it tried to remain too close to the canon events. Yeah, and it was like, well, obviously decisions won't matter because we never hear yes, about this yeah. fucking house. I'm like, well, Dude, that's kind of shitty. Like, yeah, it's like oh, See, and that that's why. Telltale games like the Walking Dead one worked because it wasn't even really connected. It, yeah, because it. it wasn't connected to the show at all. Yeah. yeah, and like the Wolf Among Us was a totally original story, like sort of based as a prequel to the Fable comics. Like, yeah, and that was fine. It wasn't restricted to like making anything like exactly canon. But anyway, we're getting off. Oh yeah, yeah, so I think it's related because like it comes back to the fact that the whole reason that we like Mass Effect. It's because we're investing in these characters and we feel like our actions mean something. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's for sure. Yeah. I think that's what, pe- especially with choice-heavy games, like RPG games, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, games miss out on, like, none, none of my choices matter. Why, why am I playing this game? You know, unless the gameplay is godlike, then why am I playing this game? Right. Yeah. Um... So let's see here. Like, so one thing to mention also is they had a huge problem during development because of the 2009 flu pandemic, um, which I mean, calling that a pandemic in retrospect is maybe not right, but that's what they called it at the time. The um, flu mild inconvenience. Yeah. The mild inconvenience <laughs> of the flu. Anyway, the whole, the whole of um, Bioware caught this flu and the oh. entire studio was sick for like a month. I mean, that, that would cause a huge issue in development yeah. of a game. <laughs> um, so <laughs> everybody's seen, sick. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, oh, how'd they make up that time? Oh, Cap- Captain Crunch stepped in. Um, <laughs> as he does tend to as do. As he does tend to do with these things. Um, but they finished it on time, despite losing an entire month of development time. My God. Um, so you can imagine how fun that was for them. So... Um, originally Bioware said like we're not making a PlayStation 3 version of this like this is a 360 PC like Xbox game and then like finally like a year later they're like fine we made it we made a PlayStation version just take it I uh, guess you can have I it I guess you can have it Teenage so, Me was super offended by that because I was like hardcore into like the Xbox versus PlayStation thing oh good yeah. I- <laughs> Kyle's one of those guys I, I really was warrior. I have not even ashamed to admit it i was i'm not anymore but <laughs> he, he's gotten better he's reformed <laughs> you're a reformed console warrior i mean now i just get the playstation exclusives on playstation and i have a pc yep, yeah that's how i do it too yep. that's the best thing to do i never um, cared about that console war bullshit 
until it affected me because uh, Saints Row 2 <laughs> had a DLC that was not available on Xbox but available on PC. I'm like, you motherfucker, why? This Or on uh, PS... Uh, I think it was PS2 or 3 at that point. And I'm like, yeah. why? This makes no sense. Why do you release the base dude, game did, but not the DLC? Dude, they did... Fallout did the same thing. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but like Fallout... Uh, okay, just let's think back for a minute. Fa- like, Bethesda has always been an Xbox exclusive thing, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. Like... The PlayStation 3 version of Skyrim literally didn't work, and it came out, like, after the the Xbox One. And then, like, Fallout 3 literally, like, the DLC for Fallout 3, they released for Xbox and PC only. And then, like, PlayStation didn't get it until, like, five years later. <laughs> um, so, eat my ass, Sony ponies. Um, okay, um... Let's see here. Yeah. So anyway, they released it. So Microsoft came back with, oh, wait, you still you can't really play. They're like, oh, the version on PS3 is actually fake because you can't play Mass Effect 1 on the PS3. And so your choices don't carry over like they do for ours. And so you really can't buy it there at all. Oh, my it's, God. Um, <laughs> which is like maybe sort of true. I don't know. So for, which, I mean, I in, in the beginning ask, of like, Mass Effect 2, if you if you don't. Right, if you don't have save data like from the first one, then you just pick what the choices would have been. Right, and so I do want to ask though, like, how much do you guys feel that your choices in Mass Effect One specifically affected your story in Mass Effect Two? I mean, they they do mention a whole bunch of the decisions that you made, like just like characters in the passing would be like, oh yeah, you let these people die, or or someone just straight up not there. Like, uh, yeah, we talk about it's so over now, but Caden and Ashley, that whole, I think it was Vermeer. Where, yeah, um, and you, like whoever, dies. like whoever you ended up saving, obviously the, is the there, and the one yeah. is not because they did. You didn't save them. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, they eventually released that PlayStation Three version like a year after uh, for Mass Effect Two, um, and so uh, let's see here. Uh, I was trying to find. Oh, before we continue, I got a. Huh? question to ask kyle i guess because uh-huh. he played it more do, do would you like to see the stats of uh who got saved between kaden and ashley because i want to know who picked kaden did you pick kaden say i did the this playthrough is my first time that i ever picked kaden yeah like i i, did, I just picked ashley i was like i'll oh, help the chick <laughs> i mean because in the past i was playing like as a teenager and i was like oh yeah i gotta pick the girl because i can have the the sex can, scene at the yes, end yeah exactly <laughs> not yeah 100 um holy uh, so at the end uh so when they announced mass effect 2 at gdc uh 2009 they said they showed a trailer which showed that decla- that declared like shepherd had been killed in action and they kind of like revolved the marketing around the fact that like oh shepherd's gone what's gonna happen next you know and then like they were just like oh sorry he's actually alive never mind <laughs> in the trailer at e3 it was mass effect 2 right in mass effect 2 yeah oh yeah um, yeah because he dies at the start and then he's revived basically yeah yeah, yeah. And, then, and that's within like maybe like the first 10 minutes of playing the game right it's like yeah. when Jon snow died in game of thrones it's like is he really did he is really, he really dead yeah, hey Jon snow was dead a lot longer than shepherd was he was dead for one episode <laughs> yeah Sh- shepherd was shepherd dead for was... like maybe 10 minutes jesus i mean well, you don't two know. years was, in, was in like two years yeah. yeah it was two years like in universe time but to you it was like 10 minutes okay um <laughs> actually I, Kyle, to... I bought it i got to that point i waited two years Oh, and then okay. I played the game. So yeah, that's the that's like the real true canon way to play. Yeah, and between uh, <laughs> traveling, I just waited months to play each mission. <laughs> okay, so I do have something here, um, and it is one of my favorite things. Do you guys know what my favorite thing is? Uh, Near Automata, Legend of Zelda, Nintendo. Okay, though, well, okay, yeah, yes, yeah, specifically, but broadly, <laughs> my my favorite thing is stupid cross promotional brand deals for video games. So for Mass Effect 2, if you um, bought a Dr. Pepper, there was a chance that inside the lid there would be a code that you could redeem on your Xbox Live to get a special Dr. Pepper piece of headgear. Oh, for really? Your, for your now I just want that piece of headgear. I'd never heard about this. Yeah, dude. You, I think it was like limited edition and shit. Dr. Pepper. Well, I, I bet I could find one on eBay. Would, would they even like do that, though? Because it would be like a DLC code, I think, like a download code. Oh, I thought you meant like in real life. 
No, no it was a no. It was for your shepherd. <laughs> oh, it is. It has like these like glowing blue glasses. Commander, <laughs> Com- Commander Pepper. The Umbra Visor. I'm Commander Pepper. This is my favorite soda on the Citadel. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. And then if you also there was a cool thing you could do if you had like save data for Dragon Age Origins, then you could get like a special Dragon Age set of armor, which is oh like yeah, a, the Blood Dragon armor. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool idea. I like when I love when companies do that shit. Like, um, for um, what was it for Smash Bros and stuff like? There's a lot of like in-game stuff you unlock for Smash Bros. If you have like save data for like you know Bayonetta or whatever on the console, you know stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. So when it came out, um, despite losing the exclusivity, they uh, we talked about that. So um, interestingly, so this game sold a total overall seven million units worldwide, which is again for a Western RPG at that time like incredibly impressive. That was like way above what the projections were. And the first game only sold about 3 million units, just for reference. So more than twice as many people bought Mass Effect 2. Um, and the PlayStation version made up only 10% of that overall number. So most people did go for the Xbox or PC versions. Yeah, it was, it was mostly the Xbox stands. Yeah. Uh, like um, me. So ended up <laughs> Arguing with a, on forums. Yeah. Ended up with a 96 on Metacritic, which is like insane. That is like me- like ridiculously high. I've seen very few games score that well. Um, yeah, I think like Mass Effect Two is like universally considered like a, an amazing game, right? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, from everyone I've talked to, yeah, it pretty much yeah. is. Um, it also won Game of the Year from the uh, the the Game Awards predecessor when it back when it was like the VGX Awards. But um, so yeah, it was a big deal. Um, what, do you think it would win a Game Luster Award right now? Um, yes. I think I think we have enough Mass Effect stands that yeah, it would happen. Mm. Um, I'm gonna protest they, if it didn't. When mm. are they coming out? The Game Luster Awards for 2020 or for yes. 2021? You mean? Yes, 2021. I mean, we 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 like record did their voting and recording in like early December, so probably then. Oh, because dude, we do it for the whole year at once. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. We are, by the way, if anyone's interested in seeing our 2020 awards, they're up on our channel, youtube.com slash game luster, where you can find it. They're called the Lusties, our awards. Mm. Um, and I uh, directed that uh, and edited that video and stuff. That was fun. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm trying to think what's going to happen this year. I'm curious where, where our votes are going to go. Because um, we do have a lot of Mass Effect fans. Um all right, so yeah, basically I wanted to open it up for you guys to just kind of talk about the the game specifically, like any specific memories you have of it, like moments that really stood out to you. Kyle, um, you want to go first? Anything regarding like memory, your, your sorry, your like romances or like the overall trilogy and how the pacing of that worked out, specific characters, whatever you're feeling. Um, well, I want to I want to go back and just talk about uh, the ending mission again. Just because I think part of the reason that it worked so well is that literally any of your uh, party members could die if you like didn't get their loyalty or whatever. Oh, I was so or pissed like, when that happened. Yeah, and, and, or sent them like on the wrong mission or whatever. Oh, it's just like, oh, okay, well, this guy just died because I made the wrong choice. And I mean, I wasn't aware it was the wrong choice, but yeah. he's dead now and he's just gone. Dude, there was one I part... think they, they did that so well. Yeah, there's one part that pissed me off though, because um, it's like, oh, you have to pick up biotic, because like the collector swarms or whatever are attacking you, so you have to pick a biotic to help you out. And I think I picked Jack or something, and apparently she's not a biotic strong enough or something, <laughs> and just she fucking died. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Wow. Um. So interesting. My my sort of experience with a similar thing was bug snacks. Because, of course, as you know, at the end of Bug Snacks, this is actually real shit, by the way. If you don't do, like, everything exactly right and make, like, the right decisions and, like, complete all these, like, minigames and stuff, like, parts of the party, like, people in the party will die. Like, they'll literally be killed on screen as you're, like, trying to escape the island. Um, It is extremely intense, and I was sad because I I lost Willy. Bug Snacks is a little deeper of a game than I was thinking. Bug Snacks is an extremely intense game. Like, the ending is horrifying. (laughs) I'm not I'm not shitting you like I, I know that they were like being like playful like oh it's it's kind of a scary game 
dude the end the ending is like no children should not experience that that is not a game for children <laughs> anyway this is unrelated um it's like pikmin but violenter no it's not like imagine if you ate pikmin and then you turned into a pikmin but the pikmin itself was a parasite that was slowly eating your organs and making you into one of them but you didn't know that oh it's like that um was it that ant i think it's an ant that like digs into no it's like a parasite that digs into an ant's brain oh yeah it's a little flower on them or something i don't know it's like a fungus or something yeah Yeah, it's it's something like that um anyway that's the origin of pikmin um oh yeah yeah yeah. mass effect 2 anyway (laughs) no pikmin is basically mass effect they're both in space um yeah true when my squad mate the red pikmin died in the final mission (laughs) commander olimar oh man i will say that i think thane going back to mass effect (laughs) i think thane might be my favorite new character that they added i like grunt <laughs> oh yeah, oh, he's cool too. I think they added a whole bunch Chad. of cool, cool new characters. To be yeah. honest, is um is Garrus still around? I remember yeah, he's around the first one. Oh yeah, he's, he's around. He's in all three. Oh, he nice. is basically your BFF. Yeah, I liked him. And then who was the girl that you meet at the beginning of the first one? Was that uh, that's, um, that's Ashley? Ashley, Ashley. Yeah. yeah, I remember her too. She's not. She's, well, she's, she's a space too. racist. Yeah, she's in space. She's like basically not there. Yeah, no. If 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 it's uh, any like aliens or anything, she's like, nope, don't like them. We can't trust them, dirty Krogan. I'm like, all right, Jesus. all human all the time. And she's like, I I grew up in a military family down in the south. I'm like, oh right. shit, the south of what? The south of the solar system? The south yeah. of the southern hemisphere, the southern <laughs> universe. Nice. Um, she grew up on Mars, weirdo. Yeah. So one thing I did want to talk about, and I think we've touched on it a little, is like. How do you feel about the coherence of this overall story like as a trilogy? Since a lot of people are jumping into Legendary Edition, they got the whole trilogy with all the DLC for the first time. Like how do you how do you think people are going to react to that and how do you feel about the whole story? I think one's rough. If you can get past one, you you have a great game. And then you'll be let down by three's ending maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't say that one is rough. I would say, okay, like, the first half of one is rough. Yeah. The second half of one is, like, pretty damn good. And then, uh, of course, like, the threat in the first one is the Reapers. And then you get to Mass Effect 2, and that sort of takes a back burner a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. kind of just, like, draw you into a false sense of security. Oh, we, and we, we, were like, the real, we were the real Reapers. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, did you forget about this? And it's the basically re- the real Reapers back, were the oh, so along the way. So, again, it is literally the White Walkers. Like, oh, you forgot about this, the big zombie horde coming from the north? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> That's actually Mass, a pretty good metaphor. In Mass Effect 2, there's, like, um, I think it's the Collectors. Yeah, And they're the minions of the Reapers. So it's always, like, a thing, but you're like, okay, well. The Reapers aren't here yet, but they're sending their minions. Let's deal with the minions, then deal with the Reapers, which is in three. Well, also you don't you don't even really like know that they're the minions of them. Like no, Shepard's later. Shepherd's yeah. sort of like, yeah, I think they're working with the Reapers, but everyone's like, no, nah, no, that can't be it. It's like the boy who cried <laughs> Reaper. <laughs> no, I swear I saw one. <laughs> Shepard gets like like screwed over. Is like they fucking gave me a medium fries instead of a large fucking reapers man <laughs> so have have y'all uh have either of y'all played as the female shepherd i was um, gonna play i was gonna start over once i beat this run and do female shepherd because I, I haven't actually done a full run as okay. her before i'm curious just, is, is, is anything nail. is anything different except the romances or it's just kind of the same otherwise i hear same. that female shepherd is a lot because I, I think uh Jennifer I, Hale I think, is her voice. Yeah, um, I think generally people like playing as female Shepherd a lot more. Yeah, I think so too. And I love Jennifer Hale. Like she's she just does some really great work in some other games. Yeah. Um, but I, I do you guys feel like I feel like almost every single game with a male or female choice, it has like the female voice actor is like way better. <sighs> I'm trying to think of a game unless I played like that. Um like I felt that way in like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Fallout 4 and Cyberpunk. Um like I don't know, but anyway. I think Fallout Four. I think I'd agree with you, but I mostly played as a dude, so I don't remember. Yeah, I, I usually try to do like or check out both of the voices if possible. But, yeah, yeah. I think right. in Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like Cassandra. I think it's Cassandra. Cassandra is definitely better. Yeah. yeah, she's she. I only played as her, but yeah, I did good. too. Like, I think that like uh, I don't know, like 
also but her her voice also unfortunately works better for like the evil you know the cult leader thing so mm. it's like you gotta pick one i've um, seen um like if you pick the guy or girl in odyssey like there's a scene have you played odyssey near yeah I, I played a lot of it i'm not done with it but it's like i think i should have it downloaded right now because i was playing the fate of atlantis dlc um, uh, okay. but i haven't finished like the main story yet but um do you remember the part where it's like you first see your brother i guess yeah um i saw i saw the side by side on youtube like between if you pick the guy or the girl uh-huh and like brother demos is like just like a stone cold crazy psychopath uh-huh and cassandra is apparently like fucking launching cultists like by the throat she's like you motherfucker it's like crazy as shit and i, I think that was like way cooler yeah I get so that. like stoic badass versus like joker better guess. yeah i got you i will i will think i I think like the general consensus is that since jennifer hale is just such a such a great voice actress that mark Muir, the voice actor for male shepherd people just didn't feel like he compared as much but of course it's kind of unfair to compare yourself to jennifer hale because she's just yeah yeah such a great voice actress i i this is not related to mass effect anymore but like I don't know if y'all have seen the stuff for Far Cry 6 coming out, like, which I'm so fucking psyched about. Like, I have, I'm not really more psyched for ver- for many other games, but, and I, I love those games, but they finally have, like, the so the default, so you can still choose a male protagonist, but, like, the default and canonical protagonist for Far Cry 6 is the female one, and, like, they, like, showed, like, how, like, she's, like, got fucking, like, excellent, like, voice acting and has, like, so much attitude and personality and stuff and then like i don't know like the the male ones like just seems like more boring and it's like i don't know why they don't just like let her be the protagonist like just like fucking it's okay like you can just have a game with a female protagonist like horizon zero dawn is like super popular people are fine with it (laughs) you know fucking the last of us is like game of the year everywhere too you know like um anyway but that's that's unrelated um i'm super psyched for that game though because you get as you get a gun that's a cd launcher and basically like you put when you put the cd in the gun and like load it it starts playing the music and then you can like fire the cd out and like sever someone's neck <laughs> i love so it you, it's very good um and you have i a think jetpack. it's good i think it's good that uh bridget can get work after overwatch dropped you know what? I think it's cool that Bridget could get work after Overwatch kind of petered in, off, though. Okay. In Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> have y'all have y'all seen the thing that somebody like the thing going around from that like fucking guy who's just like, oh, like they made they made Aloy look like a man. Here's a here's a good version of her that's feminized. We need to worship our feminine queens thing. Wait, what? Oh my god, no, hold I on. I have to this. I have to find this. Pause the episode for a second. It's like the funniest. It's like this is so obviously a person who has never seen a woman closer than three feet away. You know? Um anyway, people people are like having a field day. And their name their name is also on, on Twitter is Apex Alpha, which is like <laughs> not a good start. Alpha Alpha Alpha. Um here, hold on. Is it well, uh, Nerva's finding that. Yeah. Um, Kyle, which uh, squad mates, I guess, do you like the most in Mass Effect 2? Besides Thane, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to say besides Garrus also, because Garrus is obviously number one. He's your boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I like Jack a lot. And then, uh, this is my first time ever playing with uh, DLC. I, I really like Kasumi a lot, too. Kasumi's good, yeah. Yeah. Did you play through her uh, loyalty mission yet? <laughs> okay, I put it in the Not Discord. Yet. Okay, this is a good. It's a pretty good one. I like it. It's definitely new. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. So a better version of Aloy is just like with a whole bunch. Like of they just put like a and... bunch of makeup on her, and then also if you notice, <laughs> they made her, her whiter. Yeah. They made her more white just to make gamers happy. Yeah, she has um, less freckles. Um. Uh, very good so this person's been fucking torn apart which is really fun um but like i think people are complaining because like the ps5 like has such high definition on it for horizon that like you can see that aloy has like peach fuzz like sort of you know on her face and like 
people are like, oh, what are they? They're making our women into into men. I'm like, this person has never like ever been like close enough to actually see a woman's face, huh? It's almost like women get peach fuss. It's almost like women grow hair too <laughs> on their faces. Wait, what? What? No, no. This that's not what video games told me. I mean, women actually poop. That's disgusting. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So let's let's close this out with: uh, Are there enough? Are there enough ghosts in this game? There, I think, are two. Reapers? I think I think they're not ghosts really, but no. like, well, they're ghosts of the past, I guess. Mm. They're the ghosts of Christmas, Christmas past. past. Yeah. Got them. Is there um, an equivalent? I would say like I would say that there? there's not really any ghosts in this game. Well, if you oh, fuck, I don't want to get into spoilers, but yeah. Is there like a force ghost or? It's more like uh. Holocrons. I don't know what you call call it. Like a holographic memory of people that they talk. But I would. I don't think that's I not really that. a ghost. Yeah, that, that doesn't count to me. Not not this definition of ghosts. What is the definition of ghosts? Um, like a ghost. It's a mare. <laughs> Shout out to phasmophobia. It's never a mare. It's until mare. it is. Until you Except don't for pick the mare. One time it is. Yeah. yeah. Then it's definitely a mare. <laughs> um. All right, nice job. All right, so let's let's roll into our final segment here. Welcome to Dungeon Busters. Uh, I think this is basement floor like five or six or something. Who fucking knows? Anyway, we're on the next level of the dungeon. So if you guys don't know, this is a procedurally generated dungeon that is being created through uh, cards from this game, Super Fight, um, that you guys are going to go through. And I'm going to give you, assign you characters from a pile. Okay, so Kyle, you okay. are, oh Jesus Christ, pick a Lannister. <laughs> Hmm. Ooh. Why don't you pick that like hero dude? You know, I'm gonna the... go. I'm gonna go with Tyrion. You gonna be Tyrion? That's probably yeah. Fair. That's probably like the obvious choice. Why not okay. Jamie pre-hand? Or I guess <laughs> Jamie pre. pre- he just had a hand. I'm I'm just gonna go Tyrion with a shield. Wait, mm. no, no. We'll we'll get to the uh, enhancements in a second. Oh, so okay, okay. Yeah. So just Tyrion. Um. And by the way, if your character has any iconic like weapons or something, they can have them. But outside of that, it's just their default self, basically. Um, okay, and then uh, Matt, you got pick a Pokemon trainer. Okay, lots of freedom this week. Uh, Ash. No, not Ash. Wow. He's a bitch. Red. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That's a good answer. Okay, so um, in in addition to this, each of you are going to have like two like enhancements, basically, which they might be good or they might be bad. Okay. So, um, Kyle, I'm going to do yours first. So first, you have Acid Blood. Ooh, okay. Okay. I don't know if that's going to help you, but... I don't know either, but... Uh, bleed okay. on him. <laughs> oh, this is good. You can also clone yourself, but each clone is half as smart as the previous clone. It's starting off pretty damn smart, so... Okay, that's pretty good. All right, and then it's a good thing Matt. you picked the smart Lannister. Yeah. Let's see. Um, You get... Um, You are drunk. Who am I again? You're red from Pokemon. Are you okay. actually drunk? Well... Let's continue the podcast. Okay. Yeah, let's let's not get into that right now. Yeah. And, Why are you asking personal questions? And you used to be a bear. <laughs> I used to be a bear, like an Ursa oh, ring. Or yeah, I got the Ursa ring. I guess. Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, turned, his actual turned backstory. Into a man. Yeah. <laughs> you turned into a man, and you have you're now controlling other Pokemon. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay, so we're heading into the first room of the dungeon. All right. This is an endless horde of skeletons attacks the party from a hole in the floor. All right. How are you getting through here? Endless hole. What? An endless horde of skeletons attacks from a hole in the floor. How big is the hole? Um, How much blood do I have? You have the amount the amount of blood that would be in Tyrion, and that's even less than usual. Fuck. We'll say the hole is like a five foot diameter. It's not a big hole. Is this? Can we go around the hole? I think so, but the skeletons are still coming out of it. Like, hear me out. If if an Ursa ring got turned into red, does he still have the Ursa ring capabilities, or is he just a human? I think he's just a human now. Damn. He, yeah. Do I come with my Pokeballs? Like yeah, you said, you, iconic. You, yes. Okay. I'm gonna give you the set of Pokemon that Red has canonically in the games, which is Pikachu, Venusaur, Blastoise, Charizard, Lapras, and Snorlax. Dude, I'm dazed. All right. I'll get Snorlax to plug the hole, and we can <laughs> run around. Throw Snorlax in the hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there a limit to how many times I can clone myself? I don't think I so, d- but it's just like you get half as smart each time, so up to you. I do, or my clone does? 
every so it's each uh each of you is half as smart as the previous one so oh okay, okay. so the i'm spending 50 percent of my smartness to make a clone well it says each is half as smart as the previous it doesn't say that you're splitting your intelligence maybe I just think, your your neck so your i think your next dumb. yeah i think yeah. your next clone is half as smart as you and i think the clones of that one are a quarter as smart as you i think you retain your intelligence Oh, okay. From how the card is written. So what I'm going to do is clone myself, mm-hmm. and then have that clone clone themselves, mm-hmm. and then third level down, have those clones clone themselves, and then they'll help the Snorlax plug the hole, because they're dumb as hell. Oh, okay, so you're just going to tell them to get in the hole, and they're just going <laughs> to do it. They don't know better. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, go over there. There's food down there. Nice. Okay, well, we got through the room. Nice. Alright, the hey. next room. You are ambushed by... Oh, sorry, we've used that one before. Let me skip ahead here. Um, let me shuffle this a little bit first. Um, a feast hall with enchanted food. The adventurer that eats the most may never leave. Oh, interesting. Wait, so is there an enchantment that makes us eat it? I think it's just tempting. I think it's probably good that you left Snorlax behind. Yeah, well... Well, I wouldn't leave him behind. I just throw him in the Pokeball after. Oh, so you, you you can just throw Snorlax out here, have him eat all the food first. Yeah. Leave him behind. Yeah, Snorlax solves all problems. Or, like, I guess Kyle mean. can make clones and they'd eat it. Right? I mean, oh, that's true. I, you can leave I prefer wine. Behind. I prefer yeah, wine. That's fair. Oh. Okay, I'll say that you guys are, are able to get out of there. All right, here's the last <laughs> hey. room with the boss in it. Okay. Um. So, uh, let me see. I was going to do... That this is one. Yeah, okay, so uh, basically I'll tell you what the room looks like. This room is packed shoulder to shoulder with 1,000 undead blanks. I have to draw a character card, right? 1,000 undead. Uh, Obama, Jesus. It's Obama. <laughs> There's 1,000 undead Obamas in here. Um, okay okay <laughs> and then but th- those are just like what the feature of the room there's still like a boss to contend with which oh. is those are so those are his minions and oh shit <coughs> my thing's falling my, my cards are falling away <laughs> so obama's going to be fighting us there's a thousand obamas i don't yeah, know if i made that clear and then Not just uh, one the leader is 100 <sighs> jesus so there's also there's the boss is 101 dalmatians Oh okay. god, this is a full room. It's a crowded room. <laughs> Hear um, me out. Uh huh. I have Charizard. He can fly. Okay. These um Obamas and mm-hmm. uh, now uh, see here. Now let's see here. Oh, oh yeah, before we get into it, books. I have a I do have a question. Yeah. Do my clones also have acid blood? I think so. I think they have to. Just Are you going to use them, them as explosives? You can do like bombing raids with uh with the Charizard. With the clones. Oh, just like dropping use clones. Use the Charizard to... to like drop acid clones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that works. Um. Okay. Yeah. They're. I, they I'm can't catch that's... us up here. No, they can't. I'm going to say Obama can't fly, to my knowledge. So yeah. I'm going to say that you kill them and all 101 of those Dalmatians. Is this the or is this the yeah. origin of Cruella? O- Obama's um. He's a lizard person, not not a bird person. <laughs> God. All right. Well, um, so congratulations, everyone. We've made it to the end of the dungeon. We did good work here today. Um, all right. I feel uh, proud. Yeah. Let's all right, let's let's close out. So, um, yeah, you guys can find us at gameluster.com um, or at youtube.com/gameluster for our cool videos. Um, we're at we're on Twitter at uh, gamebusterspod. And uh, you can find us there. You can find me at Gondizi on Twitter. Um, so, Kyle, uh, thanks for joining us. So, do you have any cool plugs? Anything you're doing? Um, no. <laughs> Great. Thanks for coming, Matt. Uh, I'll probably play some Hearts of Stone or League with the boys. Or, uh, if you guys are available, Divinity. Okay. But that, um, I don't think Nero is available. Was oh, that yeah, a another, he has to do another recording. Well, okay. I'm plugging those games. Great. Um, and you know else I will plug? Okay. Plug the skeleton hole with my Snorlax. Yeah, I will plug the skeleton hole with my Snorlax. <laughs> and also, um, 
I will plug a website that I use because uh, it's pretty handy, pretty nifty, I would say. It's called ggapp.io. Oh, shit. Uh, if you want to keep track of your games, pretty good, pretty good, in my opinion. Um, this is really this is good because we don't have the money to like actually pay game luster to like do an actual ad so the only thing i can do is have people on and <laughs> have people talk about it i will also, second uh, gg app it is pretty good also pretty shout good. out to logitech because they gave a g733 headset when my corsair <laughs> void pro wireless headset died fuck corsair That's did they plug. give it to you or you bought it i bought it to them so they gave it to me after i oh gave them a hundred something dollars <laughs> Okay, great. So great, great way to end. Um, <laughs> last word for the so let's let's close out with a last word. Um, I think that uh, Matt and Kyle, both of you, tell me quickly, just in a, a quick short sentence, what should the ending of Mass Effect Three been to close this out? Kyle, go first. You know, it's going to make me seem super in the past, but I was pretty okay with the indoctrination theory. Which oh, is basically like, uh, the, the theory that got indoctrinated. no, that Shepard himself was indoctrinated by the Reapers throughout Mass Effect Three, and then the ending was him like breaking out of the indoctrination. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Okay, but I mean, it's a little more detailed than that, and obviously that's not what they were going for. But uh, yeah, it's just a theory. It would have been a lot a, a game, game theory. theory. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would have been a lot of a lot of fun. Like it would have been cool, yeah. but. <laughs>